0: This is part two of our series, Our Marriage Vows. Today, we're discussing what it means when you said to have and to hold.
1: There's a quote from Robert Fulgham that says, and it's still true, no matter how old you are, when you go into the world, it is best to hold hands and stick together.
0: That's a good one.
1: That's a good one. And it's especially true as we talk about to have and to hold in marriage. And yeah. we're going to dig into that you know, quite extensively in today's show, but we We have the privilege of starting every one extraordinary marriage show with a hug and a hug's an opportunity for you to hear from someone else in the one family whose marriage has experienced some kind of transformation or breakthrough. And this week's hug is sponsored by Lola. And we are going to be sharing more about how this company is changing feminine care for women in the bedroom a little Mm -hmm. bit later in the show. But this hug comes from an Instagram message that we received. And this wife says, I wanted to thank you for your podcast. We've struggled for several years and have not been intimate for over a year until this weekend. Mm. We listened to several of your podcasts and Saturday night, I finally got the courage, which is hard because I've been told I love you, but I'm not in love with you, to ask if he would be willing to try a seven days of intimacy challenge. Mm. To my surprise, he said yes, especially after I clarified it wouldn't have to be sex every day because ED has been a factor in our marriage. Saturday was the first time that he has held me in over a year. And I thought that my heart would burst. I pray that we can keep this going. Thank you for everything that you do. You truly are a godsend.
0: Mm.
1: I love, love it. I love that hug, especially as we're talking about to having to hold in today's show. But I love that hug because it, it, there's a true testament to having courage in your marriage. There, there's a testament to the power of touch in your marriage and to how much of that connection means. And it's never too far gone. I mean, it's been mm-hmm. a year for that couple you guys, a year, and they found their, they're finding their way back to one another. And the timing of that hug was so, per, so perfect because as Tony said, we are continuing our series around our marriage vows. And, and the power of these words to be more than just words in your marriage, but to have a deep meaning, to, to be that foundation, to be that, that rallying point, that you, the way the two of you do life together.
0: Well, you said it on your wedding day. So do you take them just at face value Mm -hmm. on that day, or are you truly going to internalize them? So this, and this part of our series to have, and to hold, are you truly going to internalize that line that you said and actually allow it to be played out in your marriage each day?
1: Well, it's been interesting because as we've been in this series, you know, how, what happens on the show happens in coaching too. And I've had a few conversations with some coaching clients recently talking about wedding vows and getting Mm -hmm. people to bring their wedding vows back up. And I said, you know, when you, when you say those vows, and we were recently at a wedding where the couple had their vows written on a piece of paper. Yeah. And as I looked at that there, and as I've had these conversations with coaching clients, I realized that when we say them on our wedding day, it's like having the skeleton, right? It's that framework. Hmm. But as we've been married, and and I don't care if it's your first week of marriage and and you're, you know, adding to them, or if it's, you know, you've been married 50 years, what we have to do is we have to actually take that skeleton and put some meat on it, Mm -hmm. right? We have to, we have to build it because those words on your wedding day, that that's where that was the starting point. But as we, and it's come to light so much as we're going through this series and just as these coaching, you know, calls have happened, that it's not just the skeleton that you need. You don't just need the framework. You need the body around it. Mm -hmm. You need what those words mean to you. And, and we're digging into that phrase today to have and to hold. And those two, those two parts of that phrase, they can become a big challenge Mm -hmm. for couples because you know, the, to hold part's pretty easy, right? That that's obviously dealing with our physical intimacy, Yeah. Right. You know, like holding you, what does that look like? What does touch look like in our marriage? And if touch is not your primary language that you can be like, oh, can we just skip over that part? Can I, can I say that? You know, some of you may, you know, as you're looking back on your vows, maybe wanted to have whispered that part, like, oh, touch is not my thing. You know, we'll just to have.
0: I, and I also see to hold as a, as a place where it is that physical, but I'm also holding you up. Mm-hmm. As the beauty mm-hmm. or the, the who I look up to to I, I hold like oh gosh, what, I, what am I trying to say here? The the vision that I have mm-hmm. of who you are to, to hold you, no matter what may come around me and stressing me out, that I need to make sure I'm I'm holding on to you, I'm clinging on to you because together we're partners and two is better than one. And we know a cord of three is stronger than mm-hmm. one that isn't, uh, or a single cord. And so holding on together.
1: Well, and, and the hold also brings in that protection, right? Mm-hmm. That this is a, like, I will hold you in those storms. I will mm-hmm. hold you when our life gets crazy. And and so there, there are all these meanings around the to hold and then the to have, mm-hmm. right? Which gets a little bit more into our our sexual intimacy. Will you give yourself, will you allow your spouse to have you completely, right? Not just, not just the good parts version, not just on, you know, months that end in the letter Y, not just, you know, if the moon and the stars align, you know, and it's a super moon or whatever that is, but will you, will you allow yourself to be in this place where you're like, no, I, like, I didn't just say those words because like I said, you know, last week, because it sounds nice and everybody else is saying it, but will I step into this place where when I say to have and to hold I embrace what that means in its entirety.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, and this this particular phrase, this has been a struggle many times in our marriage. Touch is not my first language. I, I, I can't tell you, for those of you that have been listening to the show for a long time, you have repeatedly heard Tony say something to the effect of, I just wish Elisa would put her hand on my arm when we're driving in the car.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, I have.
1: And you will have also heard me say something to the effect of, I actually have to connect the dots in my head to make that happen, right? It's not a default for me. I'm getting better. You know, I am a work in progress. We never get behind these mics and say that we're perfect and we've got it figured out. And yet it's one of those things where when we go into the, you know, we stand there on our wedding day and and we say these words, you know, to have and to hold. And we're thinking, you know what, the next 50 years physically and sexually are going to be smooth sailing, right? We are in love. It is our wedding day. It's going to be fireworks and just all
0: day long, every day,
1: rose petals. Right. And that's actually, I'm so glad you brought that up because that's actually one of the greatest expectations that as I pulled the one family that came out, you know, what was the expectation around sex with, well, we'd be having a lot of it. We'd be having sex every day, that it would be very frequent, that it would be passionate. And yet so many of us, the two of us included, found ourselves, you know, tossing around questions like, wow, this is a lot harder than we thought it was going to be. Uh-huh. Why do we have to work so hard at making our sexual intimacy? How, how do we get into this place where our, our physical and sexual intimacy is just routine? Where instead of those deep, passionate kisses that seemed to be everywhere when we were dating, we're lucky if there's like two lips passing a cheek as somebody heads out the door.
0: Especially for somebody who doesn't like to kiss.
1: Tony's looking at me, you guys. I I just want you to know Tony's looking at me. Right? And it's not just that. It's, you know, I didn't know when we got married the impact that having children would have on our sexual intimacy.
0: Right? I don't think either of us did.
1: Funny how that doesn't get covered in what to expect when you're expecting. Or at mm-hmm. least I m- must have skipped that chapter if it is in there. Yeah. I-, I didn't know that there was going to be times when I was going to use sex as a weapon. I didn't know that there were going to be times when I was going to physically push Tony away and say, don't touch me. Hmm. I've said it. I've said, don't touch me. Stop touching me all the time. And, and so we have these expectations, and then, then we get into this place of you know it's different levels of desire and, and more effort than we thought it would be, and no kissing, and we're like, "Oh my gosh, this is this to haven't a whole thing. Why the heck is this even included in the wedding vows? right and well, Why did we say them? Because everybody else did
0: And I think that's the big thing, right? It's just a tradition, mm-hmm. but do we really value what? we read do we really value what we said i do to
1: well and and are we are we giving more than just lip service to our marriages mhm because the wedding vows that you say on your wedding day aren't just there because it's a nice placeholder between you know when all the guests show up and you know the, the party at the end they're there and the interesting thing too is if you actually like pull out your wedding vows they all involve action hmm right? And I don't care if it's traditional. I don't care if you wrote your own, you know, there are, there are actions involved in each one of those. And this to have and to hold it usually shows up somewhere in the beginning mm-hmm. of the wedding yeah. vows. And it's because it is so critical that physical and sexual intimacy be woven into the marriage from the get go, right? From, from the very beginning. And yet, Sometimes we're like, you know what? Let's just, let's just toss that out.
0: Yeah. Let's skip over that. Not feeling it today. Not feeling it this week. Not this month.
1: Not this year. Not this decade. Mm -hmm. There are folks in the one family that haven't had sex in 10 years. And we do, we, we do these series around the marriage vows. We do these, these shows that are focused on these things because sometimes we just need that jog in our memory to remember that touch is super, super critical.
0: Well, and here's something I want to share too. This year, the hashtag is in the moment.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: I think about our wedding vows and, and how much we are in the moment mm, when we said good. that. Right. I mean, we were there and yes, I, I get it. Time passes. There becomes a familiarity with our spouse. I get it. We, at least I've been married 22 years and yet can we look at our marriage and be in the moment? Maybe not every single moment. I get it. We we live lives. We have kids. We have jobs. We're we're doing volunteer work. We're we're doing things with our with our, our with our family, our in laws, our friends. I, I get it. And yet, can we truly take a time in our day and just go? I'm gonna be in the moment with my spouse. Am I truly gonna have and to hold you? And it may not be sexual. It may be just that non-sexual physical touch, Mm -hmm. hugging each other, kissing each other, holding hands, grabbing each other's butts, touching, touching, just brushing your, your, your hand or your arm upon your spouse, whatever it may be for you guys. It's something that you guys have to determine, but are we willing to take that time each day to be in the moment?
1: Mm. So powerful. And yeah, you know, I think about that phrase in the moment and, you know, as we're talking about to have and to hold and really being in that place of saying, you know what, we need touch. We, we need to embrace this idea that you and I and your spouse and, and everybody listening to this show around the world, we were designed to be touched. It's so important that it's, you'll see babies mm-hmm. literally from the moment of birth. You know, they're placed upon their mother because that touch That touch matters so much. And and the most most popular word when when asked what was the best part of physical intimacy in the one family, the word that came up time and time and time again was the word connection. Mm. Your touching of your spouse both physically and sexually is what builds that sense of being connected to one another. And the, the two other popular words were closeness and oneness,
0: mm-hmm. right? Touch
1: brings people together and all forms are, of touch are important.
0: And, and I want to share, we, we have a couple of articles and I'm going to link them here in the show notes, but, but there, we have three articles that I want to just share real quick because they all talk about touch in different ways. So one is called Pucker Up, the benefits of kissing are worth it. Right. That that touch. And that's sort of like what sealed our our wedding vows, right? We we end it. Like you may now kiss the bride in that touch right there. So I'm gonna put a link to that one in here. Six benefits of cuddling with your spouse. Mm -hmm. Again, there's that touch, non-sexual, and then lastly, sleep sleeping naked will do wonders for your marriage. And each one of those have a a non-sexual component, which can then lead to more. but we we've written so much about it because of the benefit that you both get when you are touching one another. There's a connection that happens. I'm telling you there are times when Elise and I can be in in, in disagreement and, and we're going after each other a little bit and, and we're having and yet once I reach out to her hand and I grab her hand, it, it, there's a connection to say, you know what honey? we're still on the same team here. I'm not here battling you. You need to know that I'm I'm deeply in love with you. And and this disagreement isn't going to tear us apart. Mm. And yet I have to reach out and I have to touch her. She needs to physically feel that. If not, we're two people. We're two people just going on our way, battling each other. And yet when we, when we grab each other's hands, like I said, with the, 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 the court of three, it's stronger than one. Well, the two of you together holding each other's hands know that you're on the same team on the same path together. So I'm going to, I'm going to make sure that each one of these are included so you guys can read them.
1: Well, and those are all great. And I love that you picked three that didn't have anything to do with the sexual touch. Uh, Cause I will tell Correct. you all that sleeping naked or at least partially naked because I like to have my shoulders covered, has changed our marriage. Absolutely. Yes. Being intentional about cuddling, game changer. Working on my kissing, like I said, I'm a work in progress. Mm-hmm. But you, you start bringing those different things together because all forms of touch are important. It's important that we have non-sexual physical touch in our marriage. It's important that we have that touch that has no expectation of, you know, like ending up in the bedroom that just says, hey, I'm yours and you're mine and Wow. I think your body is pretty amazing and I like being connected to your body. It's also important folks, let me be real clear that there is some form of sexual touch in your marriage. Mm -hmm. That is important. And I understand just like the hug that I read that not every couple can have sexual intercourse because there may be medical reasons. There may be physical limitations, whatever it is, but that doesn't mean that you can't have a fulfilling sexual intimacy in your marriage you have to make a decision that you're going to go after it. Cause we can't let life, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of things in life that would be, uh, th- that are more than happy to pull you away physically from your spouse. Mm-hmm. It, it can be the kids literally getting in between you, right?
0: We, which does happen, which does happen when they're newborns. So that's a discussion you guys are going to have to have because too often, Lisa and I have heard from married couples connecting, mm-hmm. connecting baby comes along and now baby's in between and Sometimes that baby doesn't leave and there, there, there's, there's definite strife. So don't, don't allow that to end the touch between each other.
1: For some of you, it's, it's your schedules, right? Mm -hmm. You're on opposite schedules. Literally, you know, somebody works night shift, somebody works day shift and and you're figuring out where do we find, where do we find this touch connection in our marriage? Mm Mm-hmm. Right. And so we get to this place where we're all of these things, work, kids, you know, other commitments, all of this kind of stuff. And when we find ourselves going, I don't remember the last time, like the in the hug, I don't remember the last time I touched you. Uh-huh. That's not the life that your marriage was designed to have. Our wedding vows are not just great words for the, you know, 22 minutes of our ceremony. They were a blueprint, that skeleton, like I said at the top uh-huh. of the show, to, to be a promise for how we were going to act in our marriages and that to have in the whole, to hold, that's a life that includes touch. And we want every single couple represented by those of you that are listening. We want to see you take this level or take this area of your marriage to the next level, mm-hmm. right? Because you may be in a place where you're like, you know, we're good. We're good. You know, that's good. What would happen if the, the, the touch intimacy, the physical intimacy in your marriage went to a new level? Could you go from good to great? Or maybe you've been in a place where you're like, eh, you know, that mm, don't really want to talk about that area. What would happen if that got one step better? If you felt one step more connected to your spouse in that place?
0: And here's the thing you can always do. I mean, we, we authored the seven days of sex challenge. It, but in our second edition, the newly revised and updated one, we share that it doesn't always have to be only about the sexual intercourse or act. What can you do for the next 30 days, say, that's physical, non-sexual? Is it kissing each other once a day? Making sure you're in the moment with the kiss. Because believe me, Elise and I give each other many a pecks. But then there are those times when we have a wow kiss where it's just like, holy cow. Maybe that's something you and I should do. Maybe for some of you, it is sleeping naked for 30 days. Just going after that. What what, what does it look like if we were to make sure that we hold hands every day just for a period of time? Maybe we're out on our walk and talks. What is it that you guys, a hug? For some of you, you know, hugging is is amazing. For others of you, it's sort of like, eh, I could do it or I couldn't. So it, it may be two things. One thing that you really love that your spouse doesn't really get into and then vice versa. One thing that, you know, Y- you're not too keen with, but your 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 spouse loves, mm-hmm. because both of you are going to then have to work together. Y- y- you see what I'm saying? Because if I say, "Hey, Lisa, we have to kiss," well, to her it's sort of like, "Well, now I have to come to the plate every day," and yet if it was turned around and she said, "Hey, Tony, I want to make sure we,"
1: oh, you put me on the spot. I did. Uh, you totally put me on. The spot. Um, well, actually I'll take your kiss mm-hmm. and I'll, I'll raise it one. Cause I love having my forehead kissed, Ah, which is, it's a different form of intimacy. It's actually very popular within the one family, um, as I'll share here in a little bit, but th- that's what I would say. Okay. And that's,
0: kiss. and that's something that would, to me that her just saying that to me is sort of like, uh, okay, because that's not for me. That, that would not be something where I'd be like, oh, that's a, a deep, physical connection or a physical connection that I would gain. Because sometimes we are, we're selfish people. I'm, I'm not saying we're not. There, there are times when I, I, I want to do something because I'm selfish. I want to receive it. But this is a way that I can give and at least I can receive. So that's something to think about.
1: I love it when he puts me on the spot and I'm like, Oh, okay. Wasn't expecting that. But we wanna share a few more ways to really revitalize around these vows. But before we do so, we wanna thank this week's sponsor, Lola. And Lola is a female founded company offering a line of organic cotton tampons, pads, and liners. And this is so awesome for the one family, they now offer sex products too. Lola makes your month a little easier because your subscription is fully customizable. You can choose your mix of products, mix of absorbency, number of boxes, frequency of delivery, All of it. Lola subscription is super flexible and you can change, skip, or cancel your subscription at any time. And the sex by Lola line, including condoms, lubricant, and wipes is also available by subscription.
0: Yeah. And for those of you who do use condoms, I will say I have tested them and we have not had to use condoms in a very long time. So putting one on was sort of like, what's this going to be like? I will have to say I was very pleased. And so I would, I give that product, a stamp of approval, go check it out. I think you guys will enjoy it.
1: The best thing about all the Lola products is that you can get them delivered right to your doorstep on your schedule, what you need, when you need it. And the best part for every purchase, Lola donates feminine care products to homeless shelters across the US. Oh, that's really cool. So for 40% off all subscriptions, visit mylola.com and enter promo code OEM when you subscribe. So what does to have and to hold look like in your marriage today? right? For some of you listening to this show, you're going to take a step back and, and you're going to say, okay, where are we right now? Uh-huh. Right now. Like, do I know what my spouse likes right now? Has it been too long since I've asked the question or we've had a conversation around this? Do, do I know what touches work? And I'll just give you a few uh, from the one family. Cause I said, you know, I asked I'm like, I want to know what's working for all of you. because and, know-
0: and so for those of you who are wondering, where do we ask? So if you go to Instagram, follow us at @oneextraordinarymarriage, one extraordinary marriage, mm-hmm. and then you'll see at the top, you'll you'll see little circles. Those are, that, that's Instagram stories in there. We're able to ask questions or polls and we love knowing where you guys are because really we could look up studies and that's great. And yet truly we love the one family. And we love what you guys share with us because we want you to know what others in the family are doing. And we learn from you. So if, if you're interested in, in getting involved, we, we put those up weekly. And sometimes, you know, some it's a quick yes or no. And sometimes we're asking for you to just share your thoughts. But we do love it and we do use them in each and every one, each one in every show.
1: So if you're, you know, thinking about different touches, the non sexual kind in your marriage, the most popular ones in the one family are hugs. Especially the big long hugs or some variation on that, you know, not just the quick like side hug, but like really embrace, mm-hmm. right? A-, a hand on you, so that could be on your arm, your th- your thigh, scratching your head, on your lower back, your face, your waist. I mean, we literally had in the responses we had head to toe covered.
0: Here, here's the thing though: you're, you're probably going to have to ask your spouse which. Is which is the one that really turns them on, or they feel um, that love from mm-hmm. you. So, because you want to be touched in a certain place, doesn't mean your spouse wants to be touched in that space. And that again is where it, it we we have we're, we're these selfish creatures. We're like, well, I like to be touched on my thigh. Mm-hmm. Why doesn't why my husband? He's a different person. God made him completely different. So he may be the guy who just hey, just put your hand on his shoulder and you're you got him. But you need to know that and ask that. And guys and gals, bold. You got to answer it. When your spouse asks you, hey, where do you like to be touched? Don't be like I don't know. You know, like let them know. Be open. Be transparent with them. I'm telling you, that's where the connection comes.
1: Absolutely. And, you know, moving on to other parts of the body, the holding hands never goes out of style. Mm -mm. Never goes out of style. And then you get into those kisses, right? There's the mouth to mouth kisses, Mm -hmm. which so many of you love. The neck kisses.
0: I would be interested in knowing from kisses to French kissing. I'm going to have to ask
1: that question. I I think that's that's going to show up on an Instagram. Because
0: I think that is something that we don't discuss enough. It's like a peck, and yet. There is the French kiss. It, it's deep. It's it's passionate. And and I would I would be really interested to know sort of like how what's that percentage and and how many actually even have the two different ones too because I, I have a feeling so often in our marriages we're, we're just like all right let me just get let me just get this done and and we do we just do the peck.
1: all right we're we're gonna uh, we're gonna do a show on kissing mm-hmm. it's gonna come it's it, it, coming out of this show this is how the the new shows happen yep that's what happens but. The forehead kiss, as as you mentioned to
0: me, which is new after 22 years.
1: And that's where things change. That's a pure example of what may not have even been on the radar screen all those years ago. Now is like, oh, you know what? Like it happens very rarely, but when it does, it's meaningful.
0: Mm -hmm. I would say the most times it happens when we're doing photo shoots.
1: Yes. Which happens like once a year, every other year. So there you go.
0: That's about once a year.
1: There you go. Yeah. You know, and so that, that really deals with a lot of the non-sex or yes, the non-sexual physical touch. But as you get into this place of the to have part, right? What do you, what do the two of you need to do or to work through to get to this place where the sexual intimacy is becoming extraordinary, right? Of, you know, we've talked about those touches that you love in the non, the physical non-sexual, but what else are you doing to create that, that depth in your, in the bedroom? right? Those touches that you're reaching into and saying, you know, how, how can I touch you? How can I touch you in the bedroom? What are those things that I can do for you Mm -hmm. that, that bring that to have part to fruition, that give us a depth there Mm -hmm. that, you know, we're like, oh, you look forward to the bedroom intimacy. You look forward to being sexual with your spouse. Why? Because we're not just talking about, you know, the surface stuff that everybody else can see, the hand holding and the forehead kisses and all that stuff that looks amazing. But to have, right? To be fully open. What is it that you need? And, and that's a conversation that the two of you have to have. Mm-hmm. Because I can tell you over the years, Tony and I've worked through a lot of bedroom stuff, right? And so our to have and the sexual intimacy component of our marriage what it looks like now is definitely not what it looked like when we first started. And, and, you know, I've said it on previous shows that the pinnacle of your sexual intimacy needs to be beyond your wedding night, right? It, it needs to be this place where the two of you are growing. But the only way that, that the touch, that to have and the to hold gets meat on it, right? That that skeleton gets filled out is by the two of you saying, you know, we need to have a conversation about this. What works for you? And how can I love you and show you my love through touch, both in and out of the bedroom
0: hmm yeah it's um uh, it's interesting because when I look at that, you know from part one, I take you, and then looking at this part of to having to hold both of those get inter- intertwine mm. so much, you know what I mean and and being able to really come together in a way where each of you goes, you know what I do, I want to hold you, I want to hold you for life. And how are we going to do that together? So this week, really think about your vows and really think about the line to have and to hold. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? How are you going to hold each other and to have what, what does that look like for you guys? It's only a question that you guys can bring up and talk about. So making sure that you bring the conversation together, maybe even pull out your vows again. Just read them, read them together. What does that look like now? You know, a year later, 10 years later, 20 years later, some of you 40 years later, what does that look like? And really dig deep into this area of how are you gonna hold each other through thick and thin, no matter what comes along, what does that look like? Put the meat, put the meat on that skeleton. Love you guys. We're excited for what's ahead in your marriage. And as we continue this series, our marriage vows, we'll see you next week. Take care. Love you guys. And we'll see you next week.